Welcome back to Scored Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 147. That's for 147 episodes through. I got action-packed episode planned for you. What a great week we had in college football. Great week in the NFL. Great week of college basketball tournaments. NBA in-season tournament coming down to the wire. So much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 147. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 147, how we always do with the headlines and the NBA. First thing I want to talk about in the NBA right here is Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson said, when a reporter asked him, why didn't you ask the team to bench you? Some other players around the league, Russell Westbrook, he's asked his team to bench him. Why don't you ask the Clippers to bench you in favor of maybe Chris Paul? He said, why would I want to bench myself? That's ruining confidence in myself. Now, yes. But you're also hurting your team. Are you going to prioritize yourself of your team winning a championship? Because I guarantee you, you'd rather win a championship than be starting. And you'd still play. So, Clay Thompson, interesting thing to think about right there. If you want to be the great team player that you are, I would say you go to the bench right now with the way he's playing. Maybe you can find your way back in the starting lap. Let's just see. Clay Thompson, take him switch. Take your role to the bench. That's my take right there on Clay Thompson. Now, the big rookie of the year debate in spotlight right now Chet Holmgren versus. Victor Omanyama. And you can say all you want. Chet Holmgren's not a real rookie. Blake Griffin did it. Ben Simmons did it. What makes you think Chet Holmgren can't do it? Took the gap year off his injury. Now he's back in the NBA. Chet Holmgren in his rookie season. Balling out. Looking like an all-star. Great few games he's had. I think he's had about 30 points twice in the past few games. Playing great. And then for Victor Omanyama. Had a great start. And now he's struggling. A little bit. Something about right there. Looks like Chet Holmgren has a slight edge over Victor Omanyama right now. I would give it Chet Holmgren right now. But these two rookies balling out right now. Just want to talk about that right there. These two rookies having a great start to the NBA careers. In-season NBA tournament, like I said, coming down to the wire. Group stage about to end. And I want to say this right here. It seems like it's a bit forced, the NBA in-season tournament. Because it's like, oh, we just started the in-season tournament. Now we're ending it. I was just starting to get the hang of this thing. I still don't want to stand it, really. But I was just starting to get the hang of it. And now we're about to end it. Now we're going to get out of the group stage. Now we're going to get into the rounds, the semifinals, the finals. And then championship. I don't get that. What are your thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament so far? That's mine. Let's move to the NFL. Action-packed week or Thanksgiving football week. Let's start out talking about our Thanksgiving games. Packers took down the Lions on Thanksgiving on the road. Lions, contagious. They can't. They cannot win on Thanksgiving. They play every year on Thanksgiving, and they can't win. I saw on Squirt Sports Instagram, they get their first win on Thanksgiving since 2016. Didn't happen. Packers got that win. Jordan Love, start him in fantasy. Let's go. Put Christian Watson on my bench. Do regret that massively, as I did lose by five points. But Jordan Love played great. Got the Packers. Their win right there. Cowboys, Deron Bland, breaks the pick six record. Looking like defensive player of the year so far. Cowboys, Dak Prescott, playing great. Thing to look out for right here. Rico Dowdle played a lot more snaps than Tony Pollard. It seemed like. Thing to look out for right there. Could Rico Dowdle beat Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard, obviously... I guess you could say he's the guy who took Ezekiel Elliott's starting job, even though Ezekiel Elliott was still a starter. Is Rico Dowdle doing that to Tony Pollard right now? Something to think about right there. Cowboys, big win on Thanksgiving. 49ers, they took down the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football Thanksgiving. Seahawks really got belt raced in that one. 49ers, big game this week against Philadelphia Eagles. Seahawks, big game this week against Dallas Cowboys. Let's see how these two teams react. One off a big loss, one off a big win. On the road, 49ers, you know I love them. We're going to be talking about them a lot in this episode. But for the Thanksgiving games, Steelers 
They took down Bengals on Sunday. Great game that was. Seemed like this offense, past years, can't get anything going. Matt Canada never had a 400-yard game once in his tenure with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They scored 12 points in this game, and they win, and they get 400 yards. Whew! They get 400 yards in their first game without Matt Canada. Now, maybe that's some of the players just saying, oh, we're without Matt Canada, we're going to play better. And it worked. Or maybe it's a whole new game plan. Maybe that's why it's working. Maybe Matt Canada was holding everybody back. But Steelers, great win. Bengals, going to fall off that cliff a little bit because when Joe Burrow went down, it seemed like they had such a big cushion. Losing that cushion week after week, just like the Cleveland Browns, they were 7-3. When Sean Watson went down, now they're 7-4. They're going to slowly decrease and decrease. Tennessee Titans, last season, 7-3. They finished season 7-10. and Something to look out for right there. Could the Browns be like that? Could the Bengals be like that? I hope not. But it seems like that going that way with these backup quarterbacks playing for them. Titans, they took down Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And Bryce Young, his head coach, gets fired after that game. Frank Gregg, done with Carolina Panthers. We'll be talking about him and the Panthers in Squared Sports Scream. But I found that to be a ridiculous hire at the time. I still think it's a ridiculous hire. And it might even be a ridiculous fire. You don't fire a head coach 11 games to a rookie season if you don't want to seem like a fool. David Tepper, owner, wants to seem like a fool by firing Frank Reich 11 games since the season. That's why I saw Will Levis beats down on Bryce Young. Will Levis, second-round pick, being down on number one overall pick. Not a good look if you're Bryce Young. Colts, they're on a roll right now. Ever since Anthony Richardson went down, this team has been counted out. Now they're playing well. 6-5, and five, big win over the Buccaneers. That division, big division. Texans, they're great. Jaguars, they're great. Titans, not so much. But the Colts... Could be contenders. Jaguars 8-3, though, on a roll right now. Great win over the Houston Texans on Sunday. For my Giants, they took down New England Patriots on Sunday. Am I happy about that? Not necessarily. Tommy DeVito playing well. Can he be a franchise quarterback? I don't think so for any team in the NFL. Can he be a serviceable backup for any NFL team? Without a doubt. Great win. Tommy DeVito. Back Jones gets benched again for New England Patriots. Now it's time to think. Well, what happens? You can't make a trade. You can't throw Mac Jones out there again, though. You can't throw Bailey Zappi out there again, though. He plays terrible, too. Do you go on Malik Cunningham? What do you do? Do you throw Julian Edelman at quarterback? Do you re-sign him? Figure something out. Obviously, that's a joke, but something needs to get figured out with this New England Patriots team. It is ridiculous watching them play football. Their dynasty has been over. Now the reign of terror, now the reign of success, where every time you play them, you fear them, now that's over. Now it's an automatic win. When you play in New England Patriots. It used to be, oh, New England Patriots, they're going to strike fear in you. They're going to win that game. Even once like that when Tom Brady left because they still had dogs in the field. I don't see that anymore. I did not see Bill Belichick outcoaching Brian Dable on Sunday. I don't see him outcoaching anybody on Sundays anymore. Something needs to get fixed. Whether it's the front office, whether it's the players. You're going to get a top two pick. Is it Caleb? Is it Drake May? Something's got to change with this New England Patriots team. That's about my recap on that Giants game. Broncos, already talked about that Browns team that they beat down on. But the Broncos, winning five straight. Whew, they're on a roll. When you think about it, this team started the season 0-3. They gave up 70 points in the NFL game. And now they're on a five-game winning streak. I love it. Russell Wilson, let's ride. Broncos country. Let's go. Broncos, great win. Eagles got a great comeback win over the Buffalo Bills. In overtime, I love it. Defense, they're ready. Stop them in overtime. And they did. And then Jalen Hurts does what he does best. Finds a way to win. Eagles. Great comeback win against the Bills. Ravens, they got a nice win. They're rolling right now. This team seems like they're on fire. Ravens, let's keep it going. And the Bears, Monday Night Football, what a game that was. Really low scoring game, 12-10. to 10. 
Kyra Santos gambling field goal. Say we want Justin Fields played horrible in this one. Horrible. Four field goals. That's all their points. Josh Dobbs, four interceptions. Two of them not his fault. But something needs to change for the Vikings. And something definitely needs to change with the Bears. Had coaching change? Quarterback change? Never might be. That's probably the headlines in the NFL. College basketball, close out our headlines. Purdue won the Maui Invitational over Marquette. Marquette took down Kansas, number one team, four in the semifinal. But Purdue, they won it. They're number one team in the country. Arizona, number two. Marquette, Senate, number three. North Carolina had a bad loss last week, moving them down in the rankings a little bit. And Creighton, another really bad loss for them. This team that I had going to the final four this year, they get boat raced by Colorado State by about 25 points. Not a good look right there for Greg McDermott holding this Creighton basketball team. That's bad for news in college basketball, NFL, NBA, and our headlines. Stay tuned. Now, scored sports, NFL game day. Now we roll. Pick the top games in the NFL each week. Let's run it this week. Thursday night football, Seahawks versus the Cowboys. I kind of re-previewed it in the headlines. I'm going with the Cowboys. You know how I feel the Seahawks. I think they're frauds. I think they're fraudulent. I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't love Geno Smith. Definitely don't like Pete Carroll. Right now, let's go with the Cowboys. Keep it rolling. One of the best teams in the NFL. Cowboys over Seahawks. Colts versus the Titans. Big game for the Colts right here. Can you get to 7-5? Yes. Eliminate Titans from a playoff spot. Potentially, Colts get to 7-5. Chargers versus the Patriots. I didn't want to pick this game. I really didn't. But I thought about it. I have to pick this game. You have the Chargers. 4-7. Patriots. I think they're at 2-9 right now. Both teams are really bad. Both these teams might get rid of their coaches. Very, very soon. That's why I'm picking this game. This game is going to mean a lot. For whoever wins this game, it's a staple. If the Chargers win this game, okay, that's the start. You're 5-7. and seven. You can dig yourself out of that hole. Patriots, you win this game, it's over for the Chargers. If the Chargers boat race the Patriots in this one, that's over for the Patriots. Who's the quarterback? Is it Mac Jones? Is it Bailey Zappi? Is it Malik Cunningham? I don't care. Chargers over the Patriots. Broncos versus Texans. This one's a bit of a toss-up for me, but I think CJ Stroud, some of that rookie stuff kicks in right here. Broncos over the Texans. Browns versus the Rams. I got another loss for the Browns. Like I said, I'm comparing them to the Titans of last season. Titans of last season, 7-3. Then Ryan Tannehill goes down. They finish 7-10. Browns, Sean Watson goes down, and they're 7-3. Sitting at 7-4 right now. They're going to go 7-5. Rams over the Browns. They win for the second straight week. 49ers versus the Eagles. The game of the week. Eagles, gauntlet schedule, and they've handled it perfectly. They played the Cowboys, they had the bye week, they had the Chiefs, they had the Bills, now they have the 49ers, and then they're going to have the Cowboys again next week. That's a tough schedule, but they're only lost to the New York Jets. I think they get another loss right here, right now, this week. 49ers over the Eagles. Chiefs versus the Packers, Sunday Night Football. It's going to be a really good game right here, and Jordan Love plays great in this one. Actually, before this season, his only career start was against the Kansas State Chiefs. The game where Aaron Rodgers got COVID, couldn't play. He didn't play well, but that defense did against Patrick Mahomes. I expect a little high scoring battle in this one. Let's go. Chiefs over the Packers inside net football. Bengals versus the Jaguars. Jake Browning, this guy, haven't heard of him since about 2018. I remember what he did at Washington. 2016, sophomore year at Washington. Elite in the Heisman conversation. Made the playoff. 2017 at Washington. Didn't make much noise. 2018 at Washington made the Rose Bowl against Dwayne Haskins and Ohio State. Well, let's go with the Jaguars over the Bengals in this one. Jake Browning is not an NFL quarterback. Don't know why he's the quarterback for the Bengals right now. They could not seriously get someone better. You could not seriously start AJ McCarron right now. AJ McCarron is on your team. He started games for you before. Play AJ McCarron over Jake Browning. 
I'm sorry, Jake Browning. That's just my take. Jaguars win this one. They go 9-3. 9-3 on the season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Peterson. Let's go. Those are my predictions. Stay tuned. Now, top five. This week's top fives, my top five teams in the NFL. I'm ready to go at you with this one. You're going to disagree with my list. You're going to disagree with most of my list. I'm ready for it. Comment on it if you disagree with it. I'm going to persuade you why. These are the top five best teams in the NFL. In this order, number five, Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, with the way they have played this season, these four teams have been better. That's not me saying in a playoff game, I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Cowboys, who are higher than them on this list. No, I just think at this moment right now, with the way the Chiefs lost last week to the Eagles, you have to close out that game. How do you not close out that game against the Eagles? And then you go off to a slow start, down 14-0 to Las Vegas Raiders. Unacceptable. Chiefs, number five. Eagles, sitting at number four for me right now. You can say, Lane, how are the Eagles at number four for you when they are 9-1? and one? They're the best team in the NFL, and they have the best record in the NFL. Newsflash, they squeak by in every game. I say on Instagram, Square Sports, they find ways to win. You're not always going to find a way to win. You're not always going to have Josh Allen making a miscommunication with Gabe Davis that saves you the game. That's touchdown, they lose that game. Patrick Mahomes finds a way to hold on to that lead. They win that game. The Cowboys had competent coaching in that game. They win that game. We're going to get tripped up in the playoffs. I believe in it. They're going to get tripped in the playoffs, just like they did against the New York Jets. Games like that can happen in the playoffs. That's why I'm nervous about this Eagles squad and Jalen Hurts. Four, Eagles. Number three, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, this could be recency bias, but I love the way they're playing right now. This defense is elite, top-notch. Sam Howell in this offense for the Commanders. They score points. They had two shootouts with Philadelphia. Well, Cowboys boat raced them 45-14. Cowboys offense, Cowboys defense in sync right now on a roll. Dallas, number three. Number two, Baltimore Ravens. Still playing sound defense. Find ways to win. Doesn't always have to be pretty. John Harbaugh coaches his team. Like Jim Harbaugh coaches his team. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. They don't care how much they beat you by. They just care if they beat you. I think the Ravens are the same way. Ravens, number two. And the best team in the NFL. I've been hiding them all season long. I still think they're the best team in the NFL. I still think they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's San Francisco 49ers. They had three rough weeks. Three rough weeks, and everybody wants to say they're done. They're over with. They're not a good team. This is the best team in the NFL. You have Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Rick Armstead. Nobody wants to face that defense. Not one quarterback, not one running back, not one wide receiver wants to face their corners. Not one offense coordinator wants to game plan against them. Nobody wants to face Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Every single game. Trent Williams. This is the best team in the NFL. That's my take. Those are my top five teams. Leave it down in the comments. Now, did you know? This week's Dean knows. Did you know Tony Gwynn, all-time Hall of Famer, really never struck out many games, has more college basketball assists. We play at San Diego State, where he has 590 college basketball assists than MLB strikeouts in his whole entire Long I'm gonna be career where you only strike out 434 times. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comments. That's bad for didn't know this week. Now, Squared Sports Stream. There's been a common theme with Squared Sports Stream this year. I'll admit it. It's about Michigan football. Maybe it's me showing my bias. Maybe it's me attacking Ohio State. And we're gonna continue with that. I thought about doing it on the Carolina Panthers. That's gonna have to wait a little bit. But I want to think about this right here. I want to go off 
on Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State. Maybe also the Ohio State football fans for what has happened to Ryan Day. Let's break it down. Ryan Day, offensive coordinator for Ohio State in 2018. Urban Meyer suspended three games. He goes to those three games. The head coach gets them a ranked win. Nice. Ryan Day. Rings out the rest of the season at the Ohio State. They win 2018, go 12-1, win the Rose Bowl. Then he gets the job. 2019, a great season that was for them. Justin Fields, his guy, and he beats Michigan 56-27 to with arguably everyone from that Urban Meyer team except Justin Fields. 2020 comes around, another great season. Arguably, same thing. Most guys from the Urban Meyer team, they add Trey Sermon. That's about it to that team. 2021, He's got his guys in. He's got JT Tuiamola. He's got Jack Sawyer. Whew. These guys were beasts on the defensive line in high school. They were the two highest-ranked high school recruits that year on the defensive line. You got a great quarterback, CJ Shout, who's been lighting up teams all season long. And you got the best receiver core known to mankind of Marvin Harrison Jr., Jack Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Julian Fleming, Chris Olave. I'm probably forgetting some more people. Oh, and Mecca Buka, Xavier Johnson. This team is ridiculous. He didn't win with them. Couldn't win with them. You got great tight ends, Cade Stover. Okay, lose that game to Michigan because you got out physical. They just fully destroyed you in that game. Next year, they're all ready to go. So you just shout another great season. You get embarrassed again by Michigan, this time at home. Now you got to switch things up. Made the playoff, almost beat Georgia. Okay, Ryan Day all offseason long said that, hey, we're ready. I think about this every day. I think about this every night before I go to sleep about beating Michigan. Now, today's the day. It's November 24th, 2023. We're going to take down the Michigan Wolverines. I said, last two years, I had a lead in that first game, and I had a lead in that second game in 2021-2022, and I'm going to win those games. But the reason I didn't those two years was because I stopped being aggressive. This year, I'm going to stop not being aggressive. I'm going to keep my foot on the gas pedal. Now, he may have kept his foot on the gas pedal, but he may have never started the gas pedal to begin with. If you watch that game, I was there in person. The whole team is dejected. I don't love the way Ohio State has been this season. You see him in the warm-ups. He's dancing around. Kyle McCord's dancing around. Cool. You can back that up or you can get flat out embarrassed. Kyle McCord, you can see, he's afraid of the Michigan defense. He's throwing the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. every play, and he's getting picked off by Will Johnson. He's getting picked off by Ron Moore. That's what sealed the game. This is on Ryan Day, in my opinion. You have seven losses at Ohio State. Three of them against Michigan, three of them in the college ball playoff, and one in the regular season against Oregon, and you have no loss to anybody else. So why do you get fired? You shouldn't get fired, but you got to beat Michigan. you got to win that championship when you have this type of talent. I'll take it back to 2020. Ryan Day said that Michigan was faking their COVID allegations. That's why they didn't play that game in 2020. It's because Michigan had a COVID outbreak. And he said, you know, they're afraid to playoffs because we're too good. They're going to fire the coach they lose to us. Cool. We're going to hang 100 on them next year. Ryan Day, you are officially 74% your way on that promise. You promised three years ago that you would hang 100 on Michigan in one game. Only 74 points against Michigan since then. 27 in 2021, 23 in 2022, and 24 in 2023. Ryan Day, embarrassment. College football, it seems like. The way he acts, the way he is in this pressers, it's just something. He doesn't embody the Ohio State way. I'll admit it. Ohio State used to be more physical than Michigan. They used to do this better than Michigan. They used to recruit better than Michigan. If I'm a recruit, I see Rod Moore, three-star recruit, out of high school, and he goes to Michigan, and he has an amazing career. Will Johnson, one of the only five stars in this Michigan roster, went to Michigan, and now he's going to be a top-ten pick next year in the NFL draft. 
J.J. McCarthy, same thing. But if I go to Ohio State, like I'm Jack Sawyer or J.T. Tuomola, where I'm the two top recruits in the country, if I'm Julian Fleming, where I was actually the number one ranked recruit in the country in 2020, and I'm not even going to get drafted? What does that tell you? Michigan develops better. Ohio State doesn't. Ohio State gets fancy. Michigan gets physical. Ryan Day, that is on you. Ohio State, that is on you. What an embarrassment of a week for the Buckeyes. What a great week for my Wolverines. Go Blue. Ryan Day doesn't need to be fired. Only seven losses. Who are you going to hire? Jim Tressel? Urban Meyer? That's Squared Sports Scream. Leave it down in the comments. Now, let's talk about the college football playoff. This episode, 148, next week, we're going to have the college football playoff in our hands. We're going to be talking about it for the next month's games, for the semifinals, and for the national championship the next week. But we still need to figure out who those four teams are going to be. And there is chaos upon us. I've never seen chaos like this for the college football playoff. And it's fitting that's the last year of the 14 playoff. Let me break it down to you. Michigan wins. They're in. If they lose to Iowa, then you've got a mess. Winner of Washington, Oregon, they're in. Say Oregon wins that. I think Oregon's into the playoff. Then you have a 12-1 Washington and a 12-1 Oregon. I think Oregon gets in over that, but still a 12-1 Washington. Very good resume to make the college football playoff. Alabama, they could be 12-1. They could beat Georgia. Are they in over a team like Texas, who could also be 12-1, that beat them in September? If Georgia wins, they're in. Alabama's done. But if Alabama wins that game, then there's chaos. Because then Alabama probably has to get in as a 12-1 SEC champ. But then you have Texas, the 12-1 Big 12 champ. You have Oregon, the 12-1 Pac-12 champ. You have Michigan, the 13-0 Big 10 champ. You have Florida State, the 13-0 ACC champ. Then what happens? Does Georgia get in still? Because Texas is going to get in over Alabama, and Alabama's going to get in over Georgia. I'm worried. I think Bulldogs fans should be worried too. There is a very good chance Georgia does not make the playoff this year. You break it down, they're not so great. 31-23 over a weak Georgia Tech team. Alabama, you say what you want about them. They had that 4-31 miracle. It's going to be talked about forever in the Iron Bowl. But they win. SEC, they're into the playoff. You cannot leave out a 12-1 SEC champ. But when you think about it, you can't leave out 13-0 ACC champ Florida State either. Florida State, though, with Tate Ronmaker, I'm going to tell you right now, Florida State would not beat Michigan. They would not beat Washington. They would not beat Oregon. They would not beat Alabama. They wouldn't beat Georgia. They wouldn't beat Ohio State. They wouldn't beat Texas. But if you're 13-0, you have to put them in. For Ohio State scenario, you're 11-1. I have only seen once in the college football playoff entirety where an 11-1 team gets left out of the playoff, and that was Ohio State in 2018. Only once has that happened. Ohio State is the top team in college football, but they're 11-1. Like I said, only one time I've ever seen an 11-1 team get left out of the playoff, but they're not playing this week. Texas, you go 12-1, you're still probably not going to get in because of what's going on which is ridiculous to me because you have that win over Alabama. Florida State, what do you have over Alabama? Well, you destroyed LSU while Alabama kind of scraped by them. This is the biggest college ball playoff dilemma I've ever seen. I think Michigan is the biggest lock right now in the winner of the Pac-12 championship is the biggest lock. Now, if Georgia wins their lock, and that's all chaos from there. All chaos. There's a case for 11-1 Ohio State over 13-0 Florida State. And there's definitely a case for 11-1 Ohio State over 12-1 Texas. That's about for the dilemma. We got the showcase coming up next. Now, I just broke down the college football playoff for you right there. Now we're going to do the showcase. Now we roll. Top 25 teams in college football. Then my six hot takes this week. Championship week, everybody. What are you made of? This is the most chaotic championship week 
ever in college football. Let's get ready. Buckle up your seatbelts. Let's get into it. Top 25. 25, James Madison, the Dukes. Sam number 25. 24, Oregon State. Another tough loss to Oregon. I want to stop this top 25 right here for a second to say something about Oregon State. Jonathan Smith, their head coach, went to Oregon State for college. Seems like a perfect hire for Oregon State a few years ago. Brings them back from the dead, and they're great. Tells the team the night before the Oregon game that he's leaving. Before, not after. What does that do for you? That's just going to make the team say, hell, our season's over. Who cares if we beat Oregon or not? That alters the whole season of college football. Goes to Michigan State. That alters the whole season of college football. Oregon State could have very easily won that game if Jonathan Smith may have just told them Saturday night instead of Thursday night when they played on Friday. 24, Oregon State. 23, Clemson. Great win over South Carolina. 22, North Carolina State. Great turnaround they've had. Sitting at 9-3. 21, Toledo. Jason Candle. He's been a great coach for them. 20, Liberty. Jamie Chadwell. Perfect season. 19, Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship game. 18, Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. 17, Notre Dame. Aldrich Estime had 200 yards on the ground for them against Stanford. 16, Tulane. Avoid the upset by UTSA. 15, LSU. Great win over Texas A&M. Jane Daniels, Heisman on the way. 14, Arizona. They boat raced Arizona State. 13, Louisville. Louisville, what are you doing? Terrible loss to Kentucky. You could have made this week even more complex. But now, you have to lose to Kentucky. Louisville ends their CFP hopes. 13, Louisville. 12, Oklahoma. Go Sooners. I wish they were in this Big 12 championship game, but that'd be horrible for the Big 12. Probably be a really awkward situation if the two teams leaving the conference had to be the ones in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma, number 12. 11, Penn State. 10, Ole Miss. 9, Missouri. They had a great end of their season. 8, Ohio State. The CFP committee cares to have Ohio State number 6. I don't care to have Ohio State number 6. I find Alabama... And a few other teams on this list to be better than them. Ohio State, number eight. Number seven, Alabama. Better one-loss team than Ohio State. Only lost to Texas. Ohio State's only loss is to Michigan. Now, Ohio State, say what you want. They're not playing this week. Alabama is playing this week. That's why they're ahead of them. Florida State is at number six to me. They dip in my rankings. CP committee may have them at number four. But like I said, with Tate Ronmaker at quarterback, I find Texas... To be a better team than them. I find Oregon to be a better team than them. I find Washington to be a better team than them. Maybe even Alabama. But Florida State, undefeated still. They get some respect. Six, FSU. Five, Texas Longhorns. Texas, really great team so far. 12-1. Arch Manning finally got to see him in action. They're peaking at the right time. I like it. Texas, number five. Number four, Oregon Ducks. Nine times I said Oregon wins that game against Washington. And I've been saying it. But now Washington's getting a bit disrespected. They should have lost last week. To Washington State, Washington State was in field goal range, and they took a few sacks, got a few bad plays, and they lost that game. They watched their one off a game league field goal. So they're number three, Oregon's number four. That's going to figure itself out this week, like Michigan Ohio State figured itself out last week. Go blue. That's number three and number four, Washington three, Oregon four, or two, Georgia, go Bulldogs. We're at number two for a reason. Your two best wins are over Missouri and over Ole Miss. And they're both. At home. One of them was really close against Missouri. One of them was by a big blowout against Ole Miss. For Michigan, your best win is against Ohio State at home by six points. But hear me out right here. I've said it all season long. Michigan is the more dominant team. They play better. They just look better all across the field. Georgia goes up against Georgia Tech. They sleepwalked that whole game. They could have lost that game. They only won 31-23. to Michigan, number one in my rankings right now. Best team in college football with the best win in college football. And also, Michigan has a win over Penn State. Don't deny it. Michigan's the best. One, go blue. Still more to come. College Press Showcase. 
Now, college ball hot takes this week. Championship week, everybody. Let's see what you're made of. Let's see where I have my college ball playoff stacked up. I'll give you my final college ball playoff rankings after this week, after my picks right here. Let's hop into it. Pac-12 championship. Let's get it out of the way. Friday Night Football in Las Vegas. Washington versus Oregon. Michael Penix versus Bo Nix. The Heisman will be decided on this game right here. Dale Lanning versus Kalen DeBoer. I love it. Oregon wins the Pac-12. They make college ball playoff. Next one, Texas versus Oklahoma State. Trapping game right here for Texas. Oklahoma State has had a great end of their season, but Texas does beat them. Let's go Longhorns. If Texas can win by a lot in this one, make a statement, there's a good chance for them to make college ball playoff. Texas gets a win over Oklahoma State. Big 12 champs. Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama looked horrible last week against Auburn. Horrible. I don't care if it's Iron Bowl. I don't care if it's on the road. You cannot find yourself in a fourth and goal, 31-yard situation. I have to go ahead Mary to Isaiah Bond. You cannot have your defense play that poor the whole game. You cannot have mistakes like Jalen Milrow not knowing the last scrimmages. You cannot have mistakes like your center not knowing the difference of Jalen Milrow's clap and Auburn's safety clap. So the ball goes 30 yards behind Jalen Milrow's head. Georgia gets a win over Alabama. I think Georgia's a sloppy team too. I just think they're better. They get into my playoff. Georgia ends Alabama's playoff hopes. Michigan versus Iowa. No brainer right here. Iowa is one of the worst teams in championship games you could ever say. Big 10 championship game ever. This team could have been 11-1 if that Cabrera Gene fair catch doesn't get called. They could be playing for a playoff spot right now, Iowa. They're at 11-1. Could have been. 10-2 right now. Iowa still fine for something right here. Maybe near 6 bowl. They don't get it. Michigan boat races them on Saturday night. Florida State versus Louisville. Close game right here. I shouldn't do it. I'm going to go Florida State. This doesn't mean they are a top-four team in college football, even though they are 13-0. Tulane versus SMU, the American Conference Championship. Close out these hot takes. SMU, great fish their season there at 10-2. But Willie Fritz and Tulane at 11-1 right now. This is a team that could have been college ball playoff contention. If they beat Ole Miss in September, they'd be 12-0 with a great Power 5 win. But now Tulane over SMU. They still do make a New Year's Six Bowl game for the second straight year. Tulane over SMU. That's about my hot takes. Now, let me give you my college ball playoff this week. Let's go. Now, my final rankings are here. The college ball playoff. You just saw my picks. I had Oregon winning. I had Texas winning. I had Georgia winning. I had Michigan winning. I had Florida State winning. And then the relevant one, Tulane winning. That's not related to the playoff. So I've got a 13-0 Florida State. I've got a 13-0 Georgia. I've got a 13-0 Michigan. I've got a 12-1 Oregon. A 12-1 Washington. A 12-1 Texas. That's more than four teams, obviously. And you got an 11-1 Ohio State. I'm saying that outside, too. That's not playing this week. So let's get into it. What are my college ball playoff rankings? Let's go 1-6. to six. This is going to be a big reveal. Chaos is upon us. Number one, Michigan Wolverines. Two, Georgia Bulldogs. Three, Oregon Ducks. Now, a big number four spot. You can make a case for Texas. You can make a case for Ohio State. You can make a case for Florida State. You can make a case for Washington. Washington is at 12-1. Texas is at 12-1. Ohio State is at 11-1. And that Florida State is at 13 though. It's going to be a big drum roll, please. My fourth playoff team in the biggest year of chaos college football is the Texas Longhorns. They will take on the Michigan Wolverines in the Rose Bowl. It's going to be a great game. That's my playoff for you. One Michigan, two Georgia, three Oregon, four Texas. And I'll see you on Selection Sunday when that's the exact playoff. That's why this should happen. Florida State... You're 13-0. Great for you. 
Texas is 12-1. They have a great one over Alabama. They have a few other ranked wins. Florida State, same you want. Even with Jordan Travis, is this an amazing team? Yeah, though. Two-point win over Boston College. You have a six-point win over Miami. You have a few other close games. You have a very close game against Clemson that you probably should have lost. 13-0, not in the playoff. It's a precedented for a 13-0 team, not make the playoff. It's a precedent for a 12-1 team, not make the playoff. Washington. It's also unprecedented, like I said, for an 11 1 Ohio State to not make the playoff. But that's the year end, everybody. If you ask me, could this happen? I just say, that's college football, everybody. That's my playoff. One Michigan, two Georgia, three Oregon, four Texas. Let's go. Hate to do it. Horns up. That's my playoff. Let's go. And the college football has been the forefront of this episode, it's been the focus. Of this episode, let's continue right here without the buzzer. It's gonna be one of the saddest out of the buzzers ever because it's about college football. What's ending for this beautiful sport? What happened last Saturday was a lot of things died in college football. Pac 12 conference died last Saturday. Last Pac 12 after dark game ever. Basically, you hate them until you miss them next year. Over with. Cal destroyed UCLA 33-7. That's Cal's last Pac-12 game ever. That's UCLA's pa- last Pac-12 game ever. USC, they're done with the Pac-12. Both, everybody's done with the Pac-12. That's sad. This conference is over with. For now. Texas and Oklahoma played their last ever Big 12 regular season games. And for Oklahoma, they played their last ever Big 12 game. Texas gets one this week versus Oklahoma State in the championship game. But sad right there. Texas and Oklahoma, done with the Big 12. Big 10 West. Even though you hate it, it's over. No more terrible teams getting to the Big Ten Championship game. No more 13-10 games. No more 20-point over-unders. It's over with. Big Ten West, it is out of our misery. Let's go. No more Big Ten West. CBS and the SEC are done with. CBS will be switching over to the Big Ten. ESPN will switch over to the SEC. Last time we're ever going to hear Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler call the Iron Bowl or any SEC game for that matter. Last time you're ever going to hear that SEC theme music with CBS. Stuff right there. What do you think about it? All the great calls CBS has had with the Iron Bowl. Where it's Vernon Lundquist calling the kick six. Where it's Nick Marshall's Hail Mary. Where it's Josh Dobbs' Hail Mary. Whether it's anything. Auburn upsetting Alabama in 2017. Alabama and Auburn going to overtime. Quadruple overtime in 2021. This year, 31-yard Hail Mary to Isaiah Bond. That's college football, everybody. That's the switching this year in college football. And one more, let me add. Michigan-Ohio State. Saw an article about it, and I talked about it even before that. How Michigan-Ohio State, this rivalry, that was the last ever crucial do-or-die game. We're going to a new 12-team playoff. Like I said, that playoff game on Saturday, loser doesn't make the Big Ten Championship game. Loser doesn't make the playoff. Winner does make the playoff. Looks like Ohio State's not going to make the playoff. And with new 12-team playoff, new rules are being added. Obviously, this winner of this game, the loser of this game, is going to get into the playoff no matter what. And they're probably going to face off again. It's not going to have the same... Thing is the game. Even if it is the two best teams in college football, like it might have been this year, not going to be the same because they're just going to play again next week. Big Ten Championship, new Big Ten rules, is that two best teams in the Big Ten, no matter what the record is, no matter if it's Michigan or Ohio State, they'll play the same game the next week. And that rules the element of the game if you're just going to play in Indianapolis the next week. That's why I think conference championship games are relevant in the new 12-team college football playoff. But they seem to think they're relevant. That's why I find ridiculous. That's why I think that game was the last do-or-die game ever for this rivalry. Goes to the 12-team playoff. And even if it is the two best teams in college football, they're just going to play again next week in the Big Ten Championship game. That's why I think it's sad. That's why I think college football is changing with all these new switches. 
That's Fat Man at the Buzzer. Leave thoughts in the comments. Now, question of the day. This week's question of the day. It's a great one. Who will win the NBA in-season tournament? My prediction is the Milwaukee Bucks in-season tournament coming down to the wire. You know my opinion on it, in-season tournament, but is some entertainment, semifinals and finals coming down to the wire. Three best group winners, they advance, and the best second place team in group, they advance also to the semifinals. So those are the four teams. My prediction, like I said, Milwaukee Bucks, another dark horse to win the in-season tournament. They're two-in-one group play. About to be three and one time this recording is the New York Knicks. New York Knicks dark horse chance to make that this season tournament. And the real question today is if the New York Knicks win the season tournament, will they host a parade? That's something to think about right there. Knicks finally win a championship, whether it's in season tournament or not. Are they going to do a parade? That's my question today. That's my Squared Sports Late Frank, episode 147. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week. Episode 148. Stay tuned.